0: Hi, everyone. It's a uh, Le Beaujour special, and it is very special indeed because I've got Andy Scott along with me, Ian Holyman, to talk about the Champions League group stage draw. Hot off the uh, presses, Andy. It just happened yeah. a, an hour or so ago. And uh, for Paris Saint Germain, well, the heat is going to be turned up on them as well. Just a, a quick reminder Paris Saint Germain, along with Club Bruges, Galatasaray, and Real Madrid. What about that, Andy?
1: Yeah, I'm giddy on my stool here in, uh, in, in, in the French capital this evening. I think uh, a lot of people with uh, Paris Saint-Germain connections, whether they're fans or, of the club or just fans of French football, be very excited about the, the prospect of seeing uh, Thomas Tuchel's team coming up against Real Madrid. Of course, it, it, it brings back uh, an awful lot of memories, recent ones in the case of two seasons ago with the defeat in the last 16 when Neymar was injured for the second leg and Of course, um, Real went on to to win the trophy that season. Uh, There was also the the meeting in the group stage. I think that goes back four years ago now when uh, Rafa Benitez was the Real Madrid coach and uh, PSG didn't manage to win either of these games in the group stage. And then, of course, you go back to the 90s. I think we're looking at 1993 when Antoine Comboire scored that that goal uh, in the quarterfinals, I think, of the UEFA Cup in 1993. You'll correct me if I'm wrong. And uh, that obviously is the tie everyone's looking forward to.
0: It is. I mean, those two are really the standout sides in, in that Group A. Looking at it, Andy, I mean, do you expect Paris Saint-Germain to go through to the, to the knockout stages? Uh,
1: yeah, I do expect them to go through. I think uh, regardless of the of problems that they have at the minute, um, on and off the field, I think they're in a, a, a strong position in that group. I mean, Real Madrid are obviously uh, tough opponents. Let's not forget they've had a difficult start to the season themselves. But the other two opponents... You would fully expect them to to get the better of, although uh, an away game against uh, Galatasaray is um, not an easy one by any means.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, Club Club Bruges is going to be a, a good one for uh, Thomas Mernier, the the, the club that uh, Paris Saint-Germain signed him from. But uh, Galatasaray, though, Andy, with a lot of League One uh, former League One talent, Mariano, the the former Bordeaux fullback. Jimmy Dermas, Jean-Michel Seri has gone there as well. As you, as you mentioned, very tough to go to, to Istanbul and, and get a result. Wouldn't be very uh, helpful to start there, nor finish the group stage there. Perhaps the, that's one to watch. If we switch over to group G though, Leon surely could not have hoped for a better draw. Could they, after the, uh, the top two seeds had been drawn in every group, you looked at it and you thought that is the group that Leon will want to be in. And, uh, the uh, the fates handed them a very nice group G indeed with Zenit, Benfica, and RB Leipzig.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not sure what uh, if, whether you actually think that's a, a good draw for them or a or a bad draw for them because I think that in in many respects that's the worst possible draw for Lyon because there's not one standout glamour tie for them and they've got three very tough opponents. Without you know, you wouldn't look at one of them and say that that's that's an easy game for Lyon. I mean, Zenit obviously. It's a difficult away game. Uh, they're the, the champions of Russia. They're a very rich club. They've got Malcolm, former Bordeaux, player who's coming from Barcelona. Uh, Benfica, obviously, a huge club with a great history. Uh, the Portuguese champions. And uh, RB Leipzig have got to be the toughest team of all the teams who were in, who were in pot four. And, um, you know, I mean, among the genuine favourites to possibly win the Bundesliga this season. And, um, you know, you have to look at them and say they're going to be a real tough proposition. I I think that Lyon would be looking at the Champions League this season and saying they really hope to get through to the last 16 like they did last season uh, and see how they get on from there. But the reality is that they'll be doing well to get out of that group, in my opinion.
0: Uh, Personally, I I think that I I saw Benfica take five against Basel a a couple of seasons back. I don't think they're as as strong as they, they probably could be. I think of the top seeds... Uh, Zenit St. Petersburg were, were quite clearly the, the weakest of, uh, of that top-seeded group. I, I think that Silvino, he says, of course, there's no easy matches, but I think that uh, he and his squad will be quietly confident of, of getting out of that Group G and getting to the knockout stages as they, as they did uh, last season. I think they had a much more difficult uh, job last season when they had Hoffenheim, Manchester City and uh, Shakhtar Donetsk. Now, talking about difficult jobs, Group H, Lille, the, uh, the lowest ranked of, of the French clubs, they were gonna always going to get a, a tricky group, but for my money, this one is still manageable for Christophe Galtier's side, Andy. I don't know what you think. Chelsea, Ajax, and Valencia. I think that, you know, I think obviously you would uh,
1: overall, you would look at these the, the, the three French teams and you would say, you know, PSG will get through. You would say with the other two, you could be uh, glass half empty, and you could say they could both be eliminated. I think there's no question that you could you could look at it from the glass half pool point of view and say that both Lyon and Lille are quite capable of getting through from their group. Because I mean, um, you talked about Zenit being the weakest of the of the eight top seeds, but I, mean, I actually think there's a possible case to say that Chelsea are the weakest of the of the top seeds uh, in in the season's Champions League group stage, just because of the uncertainty surrounding where Frank Lampard's team are at the moment. Obviously, they're only the top seeds because, or in, in, in pot one, as it were, because they won the Europa League last season. A lot has changed since then. They've obviously lost Eden Hazard, the former Lille uh, superstar. It would have been something if he'd still been there and he was heading back to face his old club, but he's gone to Real Madrid. We might see him in Paris. Um, Ajax obviously have lost. Matthijs de Ligt and Frankie de Jong, the two really big stars from the team that got to the semifinals last season. So in that regard, you think they might not be what they were. And Valencia... To be honest, are a bit of a crisis club. And I think that Lille have been desperately disappointing in the Champions League and the times we've seen them in the group stage in the earlier part of this decade. I really hope, and I think there is a real possibility, that they'll be a much tougher proposition this time under Christophe Galtier. Uh, maybe a little bit of it depends on making sure they come through the final few days of the transfer window uh, unscathed. I'm sure they will. Uh, we're sitting here this evening on the back of their game against Saint-Étienne, in which they look very sharp indeed with a certain uh, striker, Ozimhen Hen, who looks uh, really like the real deal. And I think there is uh,
0: just a chance that Lille could get through from that group. Yeah, as you mentioned, uh, the 2012-2013 season, really disappointing. Uh, they finished bottom of the group, but they had Bayern, and Valencia again and then and barty Borisov um, I agree with you. I think Osimhen in particular Yazichi he's looked good. Jonathan Ikone getting a first ever call up to the senior France squad uh this season. I think the experience of Jocelyn Font even though he's never played in the Champions League uh, before is going to really come to the fore. Um he's been absolutely crucial in their success over the last uh, 12 months or so. I think he'll he'll need to keep those uh, young players in the squad really focused and, and try and keep them on keep their feet on the floor actually trying not to get too excited ahead of yeah. what should be what should be a, I think a very doable group stage campaign for Lille.
1: Yeah, and I think I think one other thing to mention about that is that these are going to be particularly the games against Chelsea and Ajax are going to be pretty special occasions because obviously it's a short off on the. Eurostar for the Chelsea fans across to Northern France and uh, the Ajax fans are going to come in massive numbers down from Amsterdam for, for that game in Lille and uh, from that point of view obviously it will be tough for Lille because the atmosphere will be maybe not quite as hostile in their favour as, as they might have hoped but I think that uh, you know big, big occasions, the kind of matches that Gerard Lopez the uh, president and uh, Christophe Galtier the coach would have been uh, really excited about the prospect of having and uh, yeah I think it's going to be a, a fantastic uh, Fantastic campaign for them. I just hope they can get off a positive start because, you know, they've, they've struggled against teams you might expect them to, to, to do well against in past campaigns. But I think, you know, that there is every chance for them. There is every chance for Lyon. So let's be positive about it and say that why not this time around, why not have all three French clubs uh, progressing for
0: the last 16? Well, let's keep our fingers crossed, Andy. Some uh, two weeks, just over two weeks, till the group stages get underway. And uh, of course, We'll be keeping a very close eye at uh, La Bourgure. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you again on Monday for our regular pod. Thanks, Andy. Bye, everyone. Cheers.